2: That's O L L Y dot com.
1: Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest waterslide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
2: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
3: He's one of
0: England's most capped international players. Seaman is the man here. He's one of the world's most decorated goalkeepers. And it was somehow kept out by Seaman. That is a fantastic save. This is Seaman Says with David Seaman. And Seaman was a magnificent save. Him. Breathtaking. Like never before. Hello and welcome back to Seaman Says with me David Seaman and Lindsay Hooper. Today's guest is an FA Cup winner and who managed the Saints in the 2003 final, which just so happened to be my final game for Arsenal. Please welcome Gordon Strachan. It's great to have you on, mate. And um, what what are you up to nowadays?
3: Uh, I've just been grumpy.
0: <laughs> <Very>
4: grumpy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting scream at the TV uh, for any subject. Um, uh, that's about it, really. No, no, I'm, I'm busy in Scotland. Uh, right. I do a lot of things in Scotland. I've got three things. I've got a foundation that I uh, helped to run here uh, with kids between 60 and 19 who leave school and have I don't know where they're going in life. And um, so we use football as a starter tool for them. They, tr- they basically train as professional footballers for half a day, education for the rest of the day. Uh, we have about 80 kids. We thought about trying to make footballers years ago. They started 10 years ago. But we realised there's much more to it than this, because we very rarely made footballers. Um, but the football lifestyle changed these kids that we work with, education-wise self-respect confidence uh and that has become the, the driving factor that people get into the jobs and get the best out themselves they all want to join the football world as footballers yeah. so then they realize it's a lot harder than what we thought but we give them the opportunity to join with other things like sports analysis physiotherapy coaching sports data uh, journalism <laughs> uh, these kind of things so Ahead,
3: are these, are these In the kids, last
0: 10 years, we've we'll sent away about 500 kids into full-time employment. Yeah. Oh, right. So these aren't kids that have come from clubs, like well, like academies or anything like that? There'll be, there'll be a few.
4: There'll be right. a few. But mostly they're kids who have left school. And for whatever reason, school, <coughs> it didn't work out for them, for one yep. reason or another. Or good, still great kids, but still not sure what they want to do with life. Yeah. Uh, so we put them on that path um, and they pick it up from there but with, the, the facilities it's like a professional football club when you go and see them working we have great coaches Lee Carsley pops in I've got Steve Agruzovic there all the time Kevin McDonald Aston Villa George Mackey used to be a, um, the youth team coach at Coventry and we've got two kids there who have come through the system and become coaches so I do that mm-hmm. that's what I do then I go to Scotland I work at Dundee and I'm just finishing something <laughs> off the Celtic just now.
0: Oh, brilliant! So you're still, <clears throat> excuse me. So you're still really busy, even within the game. Yeah,
4: but it's all the good parts of the game. Yeah. It's all about developing kids, making people better, um, enjoying it, watching games, passing on information, working with coaches. So it's 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 the the good side of the game. The real yeah. smashing side of the game.
2: What was the the one part of management, Gordon, if you could just pick out one single skill that you enjoyed the most? I know there's a lot that you have to lean on, but...
3: Yeah. Was
4: it the the most single part I enjoyed about being a manager? Uh, Yeah, the
2: the single skill you enjoyed the most, whether it be nurturing
4: someone or... Just just dealing with good football people and making them better. Um, Why do you want to stay in the game all different reasons, uh, but for me, it was uh, to make people better. First of all, when I become a manager, it was to earn a living, keep working. Then I realised I enjoy making people better and working with people and enjoy interacting with people. Uh, and that's why, even now, there's, there's three vehicles for me to, through the foundation, Dundee, Celtic and other things, to, to keep working with football people.
0: Did you find when you were the manager of Scotland was that a lot harder than what you was expecting? As in, because you're not you're not training with people every day. No, I thought
4: it was great. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, you, you have this thing that you get. Um, you had an international goalkeeper as a manager. That you have this wonderful feeling if if you win games, you've made a whole nation happy. You know, there's, yep. there's people in the streets coming, like, grannies, 80 year old, well done, son. That was great. <laughs> Thank you. So it gives you this kick, making people happy, going back to that thing about making people happy and, and, and people enjoying the, the, the game of football. The, the other side is you can make them disappointed as well <laughs> in a big <laughs> way at times. But it's, uh, I, I thought it was fun. And, and the good thing about international football, it's wonderful. You know, fine well, and um, uh, club football there's one or two people you'd rather not having your dressing room, unless yep. it's a fantastic dressing room. there's one or two they'll be at clubs just now there's one or two you think well but you can't get rid of them because on the four or five year contracts ridiculous amounts of money with Scotland you just go nah I'm not picking them and <laughs> make some excuse like does they fit the system
0: <laughs>
3: is there less politics <laughs> involved with, <laughs> so with managing uh, Scotland sorry would you say there's less politics involved with, with managing a, a national team like Scotland than a, a club, a league team?
4: It's continuously keeping that group happy all the time. Continuously. we I all to have to turn up every now and then. And generally, because of international football, most of them are in a good frame of mind because they've been picked. They're playing well for the club. So there's a, usually a more positive group in general, Uh a, 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 a top club like Arsenal or Man United, if you're leaving out 13 players, you've got 13 unhappy players, and you can see, as you see from the headlines recently, if you get one unhappy player, the noise and the, the kickback and the stress to the manager is horrific. But with the Scottish national team, you just go right, no picking him. You when you were when you were a
2: club pumped. manager. Were you one of those managers, though, that that had this club versus country debate? You know, we don't want him to get injured. Asked our player, just be careful with them. Can you let them back a bit earlier? It's only a friendly. Did it change your your mindset afterwards? But before that, were you you different in the way you thought about it?
4: Uh, I've always been open-minded to uh, players playing for the country because I had it myself. I know how you feel. Um, So I had it both sides. I can see the problem is sometimes clubs have um, with players going to national duty. And to be fair, international duty now is not the same as it was 30, 40 years ago because the Champions League has overtaken everything. That's the most important thing in football. Forget international football. That comes occasionally. But for us as punters, Champions League football and Premier League, if you put it up for international football just now with Scotland, and England, whatever it was, Jimmy, it comes Champions League, Premier League, international football. So mm-hmm. it's only us with it, and it lives in the fluffy clouds, pink clouds. Can I say pink clouds? Um, <laughs> well, clouds. <different laughs> of color. Any um, colour,
2: clouds.
4: <laughs> well, um, that uh, that you think international football would be on end. It's fantastic. It really is fantastic international football. It's a nice break. But let's face it. Everybody wants to see Champions League football, Premier League football, and that's become more of a pri- priority um, now than it was 30, 40 years ago. Yeah.
0: Even even when when I was at Arsenal, Gordon um, Arsene Wenger used to say he used to give us this uh, piece of paper at, at the start of every season, and he would say to us, write in priority what you would like to win. And all the foreign players always put Champions League. Yeah. All the British players put the Premier League and then Champions League. You know, and that but that's that's the sort of mentality that they brought. You know, they they wanted to win the Champions League more than anything else.
4: Yeah, well you were lucky you were at Arsenal that was at Coventry and Southampton and the, the, the results of these pieces, pieces of paper were completely different David yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Bible>. avoid relegation <laughs>
4: <laughs> hopefully still in a job by next year <laughs> <laughs> so it, but that's the, the priority for the top top players that's what it is I'm afraid
0: yeah but and speaking today, yeah, yeah, speaking of, of Southampton you know Adam's a massive Southampton fan as you can you can tell. Um, he did bring up last night, and which I didn't realise that you were the you were the manager for Southampton in my last ever game I played for Arsenal, which was a cup final.
4: Is that your last ever game? Yeah. What a way to go out! I know. Well, it, it would have been if I'd have known at the time. I, before the game, you, you were that good, that Arsenal team. I thought that was going to be my last ever game for Southampton as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I, listened, I liked all these people at the time who go, "Oh, just going to enjoy it. It's a wonderful day. It's great. Really, I'm playing against Perez, <laughs> Yair, Vera, Henri Berkham. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm really going to enjoy that when you when they've got the ball. Yeah. Um, so we managed to go through. It. Uh, physically and mentally unscathed. Um, that's yeah. That was your last game.
0: But that's, yeah. uh,
2: that's David it. was not unscathed, were you, David?
0: No, I wasn't. Because I, I, I didn't know at the time, Gordon. You know, I, to be fair, I was, um, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed in the summer. But I've got to ask you, I know what, you, what you're on <laughs> about now. It's how, just... do
4: how do you not know, David? Everybody else knew
0: but yeah but it was true I didn't know until I was on the beach in Portugal and he phoned me up but anyway but what I do want to ask you about and if you can remember Arsenal played Leeds at Ellen Road and do you remember standing over me and calling me a big southern softy when I'd punctured my scrotum (laughs) (laughs) I remember I was I'd had a challenge with with um Not uh, the, who was it? Um, Striker, Lee Chapman. So he he came in and challenged me and he stood, started just above my knee, went straight into my you-know-where and I was laid down and I remember you standing above me saying, get up, you Southern softy." And then the physio came on and he pulled my shorts to the side and there was a lot of blood all around my, you-know-what. And you went, oh, sorry, big man. (laughs) You walked off, and <laughs> the, I never forgot the, that. The, the,
4: the biggest problem with that one is just scrotum. We all look at each other and went, what's a scrotum? <laughs> <laughs> the whole league team go, he's a he's scrotum, what's a scrotum? I have no idea. Ball bag. <laughs> it's, near, it's, near, it's near his for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I remember you for no that. Idea, I'm very <laughs> sorry. I'm not, sorry. Not only that, though, but you played for... I've, I've been a Leeds fan all my life, mate, and um, you were you were in the team that actually won. Was it the last football league?
3: We, yeah, we, we
4: won the what you call a championship uh, yep. you now, and the uh, what you call the Premiership now. It was a football league at the time. That was the last one uh, before they would change to this wonderful Premier League. Um, and the game has come on leaps and bounds in the thirty years, but that was the last one. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. You, just, yeah, yeah, because you had John Luke in goal, didn't you? Because hey, I, I took over him, and then he went to Leeds, and in, in his, I think he, that was his first season. He actually won the league. So
4: that's right. I, again, I've been lucky to play with good goalies. John was, uh, uh, oh, you know, John, a wonderful yeah. goaler, but yeah. easily the tightest man in the world. You, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know that as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think, think the story about the boys went in Spain. Well, I didn't go; I was too old. But they all went about twenty of them, and the. Uh, they're all putting £10 each to get one of these speaker things, they'll buy the pool. Yeah. And John, John, when he put his £10 in, the boy said, "What? why not? He said, well, I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: That's Lukey. That is Lukey. <laughs> what um, What are you making of the Southampton situation at the moment, Gordon?
4: But to be fair, I, I I didn't know anything about it until last night when I seen them being taken over. Yeah. Um, which is, it's it's... Again, the most important thing is a club, again, the club that you were with, with Dean and, and uh, David Dean and Arsene Wenger, the people at the top who run it, they set the standard for the rest of the club. Yeah. And I just hope that these people have got to set the standard for the rest of the club. It's been well run over the last 20, 30 years, Southampton. Um, but unfortunately, sometimes you get people at the top who are not that good. Mm-hmm. And, and it spreads its way down. You know, so if you get decent stands at the top, wonderful. So I'm just hoping that it's... Uh, the standards that Southampton has set over the last few years will continue, will continue, that's for sure. But I'm, I'm very rarely back there. Uh, it's a place It's you actually have to go to Southampton to get it. And you know, There's other cities and I'm passing Leeds or popping to see I want it comes. It's very hard to get back there, although I love that. I mean, I, I, I think it's a fantastic place for people to learn their, their trade as a young footballer, a young Player or a young manager, I think it's a fantastic place because they do give you time there. You know, it's a it's a it's a strange, strange, lovely place. Where, you know, if you, if you lose a corner kick at Celtic, holy fuck, you're screaming and shouting and oh, you're muggy. It's got to go. It's Southampton. You can beat four and nothing on Saturday, Gordon. How are you doing? Fine. Good luck next week. I went.
3: Like, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's very understanding like, like, i think basketball. I think we're used to it <laughs> not no, 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 used to it you know in Glasgow Scotland where everybody's in your face telling you what you should be doing all the time
3: as as a team that's always sort of fought relegation and, and roundabouts I think I, I think most Southampton's fans probably have that sort of gallows humor if you know what I mean it's just it's part of the DNA of of the club we, we've always kind of been fighting so it, you know it's not so much of an issue for us.
4: No, no, but it's got more realistic in the last few years. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, a continuity there. That you're, you're, I don't think anybody shouts Southampton when you talk relegation these days, you know. So I think that's that's changed the perspective for the club. Years ago, they might have been forced in there, you know, when you're saying, who's going to get relegated? It's no Southampton anymore because they've run properly, been run properly. And that's what we're saying. I just hope, hope this continues, this, the, the way they've been running the club.
3: Oh, just looking at, you, at the dates obviously you were there well, about 20 years ago so you must have been the manager in charge when uh, Letizia retired <laughs>
2: He's the, I think it's True the Saints bad, fan the, talking to you about Letizia Yeah
4: He's absolutely a, a gem of a man and a, a, a genius with a ball at his feet I mean an absolute genius um, but I think after the first training session we had uh, Tiz decided that because he was going to retire Um <laughs> He he actually had to he, he actually had to walk at the warm up. <laughs> <It was> like... <laughs> It's, it's, oh I said I don't like this a bit I said this is only the warm up but oh jeez
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: so it was a bit too much for the big fella because the game was changing then you know um, the, the, it, 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 as I say it's changing people talk about um, the fitness of Liverpool mindset and all these teams that go after you now Dortmund I, I got that years ago that you had to be super fit to be a top player um, yeah. and and <clears throat> And uh, so the game was changing a wee bit. They turned that Southampton team in from being in the league to go on eighth and get playing in the final against a big fella. It was only because we, we, you know the players were still there, but it made them fitter and stronger and more organised. But I've got to say, if you've got a young Letizia when he was younger, and made him super fit. You're talking multi millions. Yeah. And another thing about him, which the thing is, what a wonderful man he is. I mean, he's a, a top top fella. And going back to what you were saying, why did you enjoy the game so much? It was people like Tiz and all these people that made every day go to training well worth it. You know, a couple of backsides every now and then, but you just <laughs> put that aside, you know. David that, 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 that will tell you, and anybody tell you what's in this wonderful game of football, who have even been in it for a while, will tell you it's the best business in the world. And what a wonderful place to, do your, uh, to go every day, you know, and, and work. It, getting, how how long have you been working I said I've never worked in my life since then I, I milked round in Edinburgh yeah. and I was 12, 12 and 15 since then I've been in the football world that's no working
0: yeah it's getting paid to do something you absolutely oh. love
4: and you get up every morning go oh let's go to the training ground and meet the lads and I was still the same as a manager I still had this kind of I want to meet people and I don't think I had a training session for laughing at anybody you know or laughing yeah. at myself um, yeah. because it's it's quite simple. Really. I don't take myself serious, but I take, do what what I do serious. You know, I take that serious. Yeah. When
2: Everything was the day. When was the happiest period of your career?
0: <sighs> Whoa, good oh, good question. Oh, I really,
4: honestly, it's all the way through. I've been laughing for fifty years. I think that's I, I couldn't tell you. And it'd be unfair to to say, well, it's it's at Leeds, at Man United. That I just enjoyed everybody's company everywhere I went. So it'd be unfair to say I was better at Leeds or Man United or Aberdeen or
2: things like that. It's not to say, that, that it's it's necessarily better at one club or the other. We just all have those periods in life when everything comes together, like you're enjoying work, you're enjoying home life. You just have those periods sometimes where it feels a bit golden, doesn't it?
4: Well, you just think there's a magical period in your life. There uh, are
2: little, little periods. I don't know whether that was for you, David, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, uh, straight away... But, the times that I always remember, the times when we, we were winning things. You know, and I would imagine that's the same with you, Gordon. He's like, when you were at Aberdeen, you were winning a lot of stuff there, weren't you?
4: Oh, I we Um, But Charlotte's made sure we didn't enjoy it.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. That
4: reminding you how bad you are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's his standards, mate. That's how he gets the best I out know. of you.
4: I know. It's just <laughs> standing in the North Sea, where the wind comes to your backside because you've got a sore <laughs> ankle and it's snowing. Um No, you, listen, sometimes, it, it, I spoke to Sir Alex a couple of months ago and he went, we're talking about things. And he was talking about the, the day he let me go up, uh, um, at Manchester United. It was early in the morning. And um I said to him, he? and he went, I didn't do that, did I? I went, oh, you did. <laughs> You said, oh, that was outrageous. I said, it was? Yeah, but did not worry about it. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, you know, when I look back at some of it, some of the most horrible times in your career, I look back and I go, that is hilarious and funny. Nobody <laughs> else finds it funny. So you there there's some sort of thing about a footballer can find everything funny. We find everything, even the strangest, strangest moments where sometimes our, our teammates have gone through turmoil but somehow we find that funny. <laughs> but it's the same that happens to us when we go through turmoil like Sir Alex. I say, don't don't even worry about it. I, I wouldn't yeah. have missed it for the world, some of these rollickings and things like that. I wouldn't have... I feel that I was lucky to be on the end of these. Very regularly, <laughs> to be honest with you. It was nearly it was every week, but I, I felt honoured because there's not <laughs> many people who have had the hairdryer from Sir Alex. You know, yeah. so... I would probably say I've had more hair dryers than anybody else uh, from Sir Alex.
0: And speaking of, of Sir Alex and Man United, what what, do you, what are you making of the situation now?
4: Oh, well, I turned it off at half-time last night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: you, yeah. you
2: missed a great goal, <laughs> I
4: was, I was I was floating about trying to find anything else. <laughs> I think I was watching skiing from Australia or something like that. I can't remember. But I watched that because it yeah. wasn't enjoyable. It really wasn't enjoyable, and and I think it's a wee bit sad when you see how good Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool are, Yeah. to an extent how well organised Wolves were. You know, so it's a wee bit sad. It was a wee bit sad and lifeless, um, and it's a it's a big it's a big job. That's
3: for yeah. sure. Do you have a view on this this um sort of German style of football this this press that they call it I mean obviously there's lots of teams that employ it in subtly different ways cuz City still do it but there's more possession there's more passing but um you know this they, 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 there's different ways of doing it they do it a different way they go they go up as a group slowly go up as a group. Well, it's, it's a counter attack but if
4: not they're, they're just used to people going in and sitting in there so they get all these people up but they, they, take, they actually choke a team to death because there are that many people run the ball. So when the, the other team lose it, they've got it back again and away they go again. So there's, there's different ways of doing it. You know, Dortmund's completely different. It's right in your face and all the rest of it. Man City sneak up on you then it's kind of smothered you. Liverpool, it's kind of crashed by wallop. They've got that. and. Um, so uh, there's different ways of doing it and I, I think I was reading an article of the day that somebody said they were playing a four two two two. 2 they weren't playing it was like an old fashioned 4 4 because Sancho was up and down there we've got a heat map Sancho I've played against the four-two-two-two 2 2 thing like, with, with Germany um, with Müller Close closer playing and it is boxes it's like four boxes going up the pitch and it, it wasn't like that um, yeah. What,
3: what can you read into it how, being a manager and knowing play is, is there a body language there is there a thing with United that you go these boys don't want to play like that or is it a case of these boys can't play like that yet they're not used to it can well, you, you, see you need to
4: watch because I think you, when you get past a certain age or a certain level that you habits like bad habits like good habits are good habits and getting them that, that pressing and getting used to it. so hard work to a, a good German player, a Liverpool player, or even Alec Ferguson. this thing was about hard work in Arsenal. It was hard work. It becomes habit. And that comes through the kids and all the rest of it. If your habits are, well, I don't really close down when I lose the ball. It's hard to shake it, you know. It really, so it's like an old dog new tricks kind of thing. It's, it's hard to shake it because, it, it was, you know, if you look at some of the Man United players, the grease Lightning going forward... But somehow they lose their pace when they're going backwards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the stats don't lie, do they? No, you know, the, the stats show that There's they're not
4: going that way. No, they yeah. so good going that way.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, the modern day player can throw it on, you know, and, and adapt. Um, and and again, hard work is no hard work, but that's that's set out at the beginning. Your your uh, your um, your your career and hard yeah. work, because so when yeah. later on in life when you're still working away, it's like James Milner. Look at yeah, James exactly. Milner. Yeah. Look yeah. at James
3: Milner. What a beast of a man. It,
4: well, every, 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 every youth club, every youth set up or academy should go and ask, speak to him and get him to visit him and go, this is what I did as a kid. That's why at 36, 37, I'm still up there with it. That, and ask yeah. him. Don't ask yeah. any or, or coaches who have never played the game and all the rest of it. Ask they type of players how they're still at the top. And he'll tell yeah. you he's working harder than anybody else. And and actually, his technical level has come on. And because he's so fit, he keeps his technical level through games right to the last minute. Uh, yeah. you, as I said, it's, uh, he's a dream. He's a dream for any youth coach. They really should be going to visit him and, and bring him into youth systems and say, this is how I did it.
0: Yeah. God, what, what do you think of the whole COVID situation, especially with, with Liverpool?
4: I think it's, it's affecting the, the, the holy
0: football just now.
4: That's for sure. Because we don't really know. Is it managers? My, my son is uh, it's Celtic. And sometimes you're picking the team at 12 o'clock and at 1 o'clock you have to change it.
0: Yeah.
4: You know, because whatever, they have their last test or whatever. It, it really is. It's, it's a hard moment. It's a hard moment for everybody. Uh, um, but it's, it's, it's more so for, for the football teams to get continuity. That's for sure.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh, has it got to affect Liverpool? I think whatever's got to happen, the best team's got to win it and it's got to be Manchester City. No matter what you're saying, I think you can probably pick holes in a couple of teams where they're, they're no strong, but Man City seem to have, have got it all going on there. They've got the best group of players. Um, it seems to be that the, 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 the whole group is managed brilliantly and uh, the, as I say, going back to it, they've got the best players and also, yeah. looks it looks at, they've got the best people as well because you know you know, to, to to be successful, and I keep going back and to to, you have to have good men round about you as well, whether you're a manager or a player or a goalkeeper, good men round you. There's nothing better when you're in a tunnel, you turn around and go, yeah, I'm glad you're all here. And I think Man City are like that at the moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you can't, you can't see them, we were chatting about this earlier about, you know, is it is it going to be boring now because nobody's going to get anywhere near Man City, but, you know, you, you can't see them. Even if they have a bad patch, or a couple of the players have a bad patch, the the quality they've got on the bench
4: you can you, you can you can, put them, you can put, there's a there's a front three there. You take another front three, put another front three on it. It's just phenomenal what they've got. I mean, truly phenomenal what they've got. Um, and they seem they seem a, a decent group as well. Uh, yeah. But they, 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 it's... It, it, again, but the wonderful thing about the modern football because of the pitches, tackling from behind is banned and all that kind of stuff, that the best players are winning. And that's what we want to see, the best players winning. For years, years ago, it was the strongest team, the quickest team, uh, more efficient team, but the best players, what we're we're seeing in in football now is as good as I've ever seen regularly. Pace, technique, moves, passes, goals, um, it's the best I've ever seen it's not to say that the players i played with wouldn't have been great at this, this level they would be uh, they would have been if they been had that the pitches, the tackling the fitness level you get now um, matter of fact if alcohol was banned Man United would have won the league a few times but alcohol wasn't banned in the 80s <laughs> so there's been a, a drawback <laughs> for,
0: <laughs> But wow, what good fun. Yeah, exactly. We we had a few of those seasons as well. (laughs) What good fun. They can't get away
2: with that anymore. No, Um,
1: No, absolutely. Why do
2: you think it is, Gordon, then when we've got a manager, a former manager like yourself on, why do you think it is that you've got people like Big Sam, like Neil Warnock? They keep coming back and you know, you know, they do not need the money. So what is it about management that's got this addictive quality?
4: I don't know. You, you have to ask them. It might be the same thing I was telling you, but they like, like being in that environment, you know, and if you've got nothing to fill your time, and I'm not saying the two boys have got nothing to fill their time, but the guys are talking about that that's, sometimes I'm afraid that some managers, that's all they know is being on that, you know, on that treadmill and working in every day. Unfortunately, as I said to you earlier, I, I, I fill my life with other things, plenty going on um, if you could transfer me every day to a training ground where a group of players brilliant you know if you could beam me up and take me to there and walk with that and put it, and then take me home at one o'clock and <laughs> let me do my own thing be back but the rest of it is a nonsense but they boys seem to enjoy the nonsense Sam and uh, and Neil Warnock um, but there's times where yeah, you know I, I, sometimes I see managers staying on and on, it's no there too who just stay on for the sake of staying on. There's nothing else. And it can be sad at times, because if you've not got that drive and hunger, then it gets to the players. If you're only doing it for yourself or keeping yourself busy, it, you have to be doing it the job to make people better. And you have to have an anger. If you lose that anger, it's no worthwhile. Because no matter all the minds you're talking about, Fengers, Ferguson, all these guys, they had an anger. It showed in different ways, but I had this drive and anger. Once you lose it, it can seep through at the players and it's no there anymore, that drive. And it gets to them and they can suss it. And what happens is they don't realise it, but they're falling away at the same time because that drive and anger from the manager is not there anymore.
0: Brilliant. Gordon, it's been a pleasure having you on, mate. Thank you very much. Well, thank you good very look, much. Good luck with bringing the... Uh, the Kids through as well, you know. Hopefully, that's um, that sounds a great topic, it's it sounds gone great. a great project. It's gone
4: great, there, the, the yeah. kids are great, they're coming on wonderfully, wonderfully,
0: brilliant. Good, nice, all right, thanks at See you later, you Gordon. See you, mate. bye bye. Have a great This is a listening dog media production. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. That's grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.